Happy Friday and welcome to the podcast, Bridal Breakdown listeners. I'm joined again by Lara. Are you sick of being on the podcast yet? No, actually I'm not, but I feel like people are probably going to be like, where the hell is Ashley? And like, who is I'm, this Lara girl? I know, I miss Ashley. Her. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone could ever get sick of you. You're literally like the most likable person of all time. I don't know anyone that doesn't Aww, like you. That's so nice. So, and I'm not just saying that because I'm your husband. Like you're a pretty, pretty genuinely awesome person. Uh, I had a couple things I want to talk about. Ashley and I would normally call this shooting the shit before we actually start the episode. But since we've stopped 75 hard and we've been allowing ourselves to eat terrible food, you actually made something two days in a row that you've been oh. talking about making for the last three months. And I want you to explain to people what your like guilty pleasure of the last 48 hours has been. Um, a Crunchwrap Supreme. Like, like from Taco Bell. From Taco Bell, but I make it at home. Like I literally got Taco Bell Like seasoning. taco seasoning. Yeah, taco seasoning for the meat. And, and you had like some leftover packets of the sauce. And, yeah, and the sauce. I couldn't find the actual sauce at the store. I had heard that like you could maybe buy I'm the sure sauce they have. I bet, you know what? I, I bet, bet Walmart the, has it. Yeah, or like the maybe a bigger Dylan's. I don't know. But I couldn't find it by the one at our house. And thank God. We had Taco Bell yeah, we had some, sauces, some packets. which I can't remember the last time we actually had Taco Bell. Well, and I can't like, ever remember when I've asked for sauce when we go to Taco Bell either. So who knows how old? <laughs> Literally, I have no idea how those old things sauces. were. But it was wonderful. It was the best crunch wrap I've ever had in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not a big fan of Taco Bell, but that crunch wrap was amazing. So for those of you that don't know what yeah. a crunch wrap is, do you want? You want yeah, to explain go, it? No, you explain okay. it. You're the, you're so the you mastermind get, behind this. <laughs> so you get a big tortilla and then you like, you put your beef. Well, okay. Actually, I, I put my queso down first and then beef and then a little bit more queso. And then I take the tostada shell and I go ahead and make the tostada first so that it, I Which don't. Which a tostada is just like a flat, crunchy tortilla. It's yeah. like a fried tortilla. And so I put the sour cream, I put lettuce, red onion, tomato, and then some cheese. Like some like shredded jar cheese. Jar cheese. No. Oh, well, queso first on the bottom layer. That's not on queso. That's jar cheese. What? It's not queso. It's jar cheese. <laughs> You're, I know, but that's not on the top on the tostada. Okay, okay. That was at the bottom. That was the first step that I explained. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so we're back on the tostada. And it's the shredded cheese on top of it. On, on that. And, and then, then you, and then you take like a little, like a smaller um tortilla like, like a almost like a street taco yeah like tortilla. a yeah a street taco sized tortilla and you put that on top of the um tostada stuff and then you like fold it like the big tortilla around yeah. the little one and then you put a little oil in your pan and you put it in there and like, then it's like you just yeah, yeah you fold but it you want to make sure that the pan is hot um and that like you literally it's like ready to be put on yeah, and like, then it's like really the yeah like really fast because if you don't because i'm an expert now <laughs> like if you don't i feel like it gets soggy or something weird yeah. like like too i don't know like the tostada doesn't stay as crunchy basically you can so. pinterest a recipe maybe lara can find one and we can we'll link it in the show notes yeah. but if you guys have never made a homemade crunch wrap like 
you're missing out because it is literally the best. Like I think it's ten ten recommend. I think it's gonna be that new thing, like if we have people over for dinner, like Do you want some crunch wrap? <laughs> yeah, like I think that's like, what, what I'm gonna like offer. From Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm gonna make them. Don't worry, it's gonna be great. Anyways, I was really <laughs> weirded out. I thought like the the crispy taco in the middle, like the crispy shell that Tostada would get soggy, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't was super bad. crispy and yeah. it was really, really, really good. So anyways, that's our shoot the shit. Probably eat it again tomorrow. Yeah. We're basically <laughs> living on them. I have like a week before I start phase one of 75 hard and then I'll be back to my strict eating. But for now, we're going bananas. And yeah. We're going ham. We'll make our sandwich tomorrow. So I won't get tired of it. I don't think. And you know what, Ev, what else I don't get tired of? I'm going to try to guess. Having a second shooter on a wedding oh, day. Oh, oh, I was going to think another food. <laughs> You're going to think of food. <laughs> I never get hi- tired of having a second shooter on the wedding day. And actually, like, I had to, right before we started, you're like, are you sure you guys haven't talked about second shooters before? And yeah. I actually went back through and scrolled through iTunes and looked at all of our episodes again because I'm actually so shocked that we haven't had an episode that's dedicated to second shooters yet. And there's a part of me that maybe still thinks that we have and I missed it and didn't see it because it's just so shocking that two photographers would not have talked about second shooters yet. I know that we've it's talked because you guys are leads. Yeah, we always forget <laughs> the seconds. Uh, but it, it's really interesting because Ashley has Justin who second shoots. Like he's a second shooter, and then but I don't think he second shoots for her very much. He actually second shoots quite a bit for our friend Katie Elaine, who's a listener of the show. Shout out to Katie, and um, and then you second shoot for me almost like exclusively, which I love because on a wedding day it's basically like we get a date. <laughs> away yes. from the kids and we get dinner and right. we, we get to have a good alone time. time so we really enjoy it uh so you have experienced second shooting i have second shot and still second shoot for photographers actually just this last weekend i second shot for a local photographer and uh i'm gonna be honest i really like second shooting a lot more than i do main shooting do you know what that is like being the lead yeah yeah, I, I mean, I do too. But do you know why Beca- I like it more? Because you can literally just, like, no pressure. Like, yeah. you can just chill and, like, take well, you good don't photos. Just, you don't just chill, but... Well, I mean, like, you can be way more relaxed. Like, you don't have to, like, run the whole thing. You, yeah. you could literally be a fly on the wall and not say a word totally. if you didn't want to. Yeah, totally. I, I like it because the second shooter, their job is is primarily to assist... The wedding photographers. So right at the beginning of the episode, I just want to give a definition of what a second shooter is and what their primary job is. Some people might think, you know, their job is this when it's really not that. But a second shooter is someone who works alongside your wedding photographer to photograph different angles, separate location, capture candidates, and assist with logistics of wedding day photography. That's it. Andrea says we sound beautiful. Thank you, uh, Andrea. I think she said you sound beautiful. I think in I think it means to us. Lara. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the case. But that's what a second shooter is. They're there to assist your main photographer to in with anything that they might need. And so it's not just photography, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, so that's what a second shooter is. And I don't want to beat around the bush too much with this episode. So we're just going to dive right in to answering this question that we titled the episode. Is it is a second shooter worth it? Is it worth it to spend the extra money to hire a second shooter? Lara, is it worth it? Short answer, yes. 
We did a, (laughs) for sure, yes. Yes, in caps, all caps. It is 100% worth it to hire a second shooter. And we're going to give you five reasons why we think it's worth it. And then at the very end of the episode, we're going to actually give you three instances um, when hiring only one photographer would be would be a good scenario would be a good fit um but but we're going to talk about five of these reasons why and actually we didn't cover this in our wedding breakdown last week exclusively as a point but last or last wednesday or this last week we released an episode about our wedding breakdown where we talked about hey here's what we did for our wedding here's everything that went into it um but we didn't even pay for a second shooter and we got a second shooter (laughs) yeah literally like, incredible that's how I amazing our photographer was shout out justin he included it and yeah. it was it was more than we ever could have asked for and i'm so glad that we had a second shooter because one of the big things that or one, this i don't even think i have this as a point no but second i, think I know where you're going <laughs> yeah second shooters they can't they kind of get to just sit back and capture whatever angle and use their creative vision to do whatever they want to do on that day and just capture it through a different lens. Would you agree? Yes. Like there were photos, like, I mean, going back to our wedding, like there were photos that I think Neil got of my grandpa, like that I hadn't even seen that I didn't realize were there. And yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So that was, that was awesome. We got way more different photos than we expected. And this leads us right into the first point. Here's number one reason why hiring a second shooter is worth it. But two, two photographers provide coverage from different angles and capture different perspectives. This is something, this is like, it may seem really obvious to people, but can you think of a couple examples of when these different perspectives and different angles really shine bright? Like there's some of the obvious moments in a wedding day that we typically get typically get where you get into a different angle than I get um I think the first look is huge like with groom or with dad or even with um bridesmaids bridesmaids yeah like any type of I don't know variation of first look um and then I think it can be like more of like an organic genuine experience because you're you're able to flow right into it you don't have to have a photographer like a lead photographer being like hold on like can you pause or like take it slower here because you have this other person there with you that can get the angle that you don't have time to get to maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The first look is a really good scenario. I'm going to specifically talk about us as a team because we do work together almost every wedding. The only time you're not my second shooter is when someone doesn't hire yeah. or like add it on to, as a package. And for a lot of people, let me just actually go ahead and answer this as well. When we say hire a second shooter, you don't hire your main shooter and then go out and find a second shooter. Typically your photographer has people that they work with already that they bring on as yes. second shooters. So that <laughs> is an, to that, <laughs> that is an, an important distinction yeah. that I did want to make. Like you don't need to hire two photographers. Right. Your, your other photographer most often you can you add it on as a package upgrade or something yes. like that. So uh, I'm an add-on. <laughs> you're an add-on. A very good add-on, by the way. Um, but the big thing is like first look. Um, uh, any any really any time where I'm doing something that requires me to kind of get the very straight on dead on shot 
um, you're always looking to get the different angle. So I'm even thinking whenever Bride is getting zipped up, laced up, buttoned up into her dress, you always get a really great angle of that. Um, yeah. Even ceremony walking in, I typically position myself at the very front of the aisle and then I position you way out back so that you can get um, everything else that's kind of going on uh, from the very front of the entrance. If I'm shooting very wide and I'm getting the big shot, you're zooming in and you're shooting with, with a lens that kind of gets up closer and captures the details. And so I feel like both photographers are just in different kind of head spaces while I'm getting the generic shot that I have to get because it's what I need to get yeah. straight on dead looking like right in front of the couple. You could be behind the couple or crouched, you know, doing something different and just getting the really creative angle. And so that's something that is really, really good. And quite honestly, a lot of times when I'm going through photos, I look at what you've captured and I'm like, damn it, she had the better angle. <laughs> Just because you're able to have a little bit like, more freedom, man, I got to play yeah. it safe and I have to get the good, well-lit, perfectly, you know, that kind of thing when you there's a little bit more freedom for a second shooter. So, Like I get to be a little bit more risky. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. And so and, 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 and that's what you get when you have two photographers. It provides yeah. more coverage from different angles and they'll capture a different perspective because yeah. you have a different perspective than I do. Yeah. And even if we're like, almost shooting from a similar um angle i feel like even just the fact that we'll have different lenses too it just provides a different look as yeah. well if ashley were here i think she would point out the fact that oh so when i first shot for i actually have never shot with ashley aiken i have shot with her business partner ashley nola and ashley sent me this template for basically what they expect of second shooters and one of the big things that they tell their people who second shoot that actually transformed how I communicated what I wanted from you. There are instances when I want you near me, if I'm working with the bridal party, you know, getting a different shot, like I'll get the wide angle and then you'll get the close up shot of, of people. But there are other instances like during cake cutting, like I don't need you to get a different angle of cake cutting. I got that covered. And so quite often yeah. I'll have you turn around and do what? During cake? Yeah. Like if, if we're doing cake cutting or speeches oh, like are going the people, on. The like, the reception part. Yeah, the whatever. people who are actually watching the cake be cut, uh, listening to the speeches. So parents, grandparents, family members, like we've got to know who those people are all day. So Lara will often turn around and snap photos of mom while she's crying because the 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 older daughter is giving the younger daughter a speech or something like that. So yeah. you're getting something completely different than I am. And Ashley Aiken would say that, hey, you need to be where I'm not and you need to be looking at things that I'm not necessarily focused on right now and it's kind of like that with family photos too like when you're doing that I'm usually getting candids of the family members as well while they're like hanging out and talking and I feel like I've gotten some really cool you cute, have. like photos of yeah you family have. members together the the Denny wedding Alexis and Josh's wedding is one that comes to mind that was really like you nailed the candids during that moment but everyone was also very social talking yeah. it was great lighting and so you know you get family photos and then you get the candid family photos that are happening while people are waiting around. So mm. that's first uh, reason number one, why it's worth it to hire a photographer. Second one is when the couple is getting ready in two separate locations, the team can divide and conquer. Yeah. And so this is actually something that I just experienced as a second shooter this last weekend at a wedding that I shot um, where 
the lead photographer went to get ready with the women and the bride and her bridesmaids. And I actually went to a hotel that was 30 minutes away from the ceremony space. And I went there first and I got photos of the guys getting ready, uh, got groom detail shots, got a couple um, portraits of the formal photos of the groom, um, that kind of thing. Got a couple photos of them hanging out while they're getting ready. And so if you are having getting ready in different spaces and you actually do want photos of that, not, not everybody wants that, but some people do. Mm-hmm. It's good to have two photographers that can divide and conquer because if you don't divide and conquer, then you're going to be spending time for the photographer to show up, photograph the groom groomsmen for 30, 45 minutes, and they got to drive 30 minutes away in this instance, and then they still have to do that. So they burned an hour. Yeah, it kills your time on your timeline. An hour and 15 minutes when if they had two, one just could have gone to this location and the other could have gone Well, and now that other. I think about it, like we kind of did that with Haley, like in Coulter. Like we showed yep, up, we I did. stayed at the salon, and then you went ahead and went to the church and got like details and dress ready while I was able to get like getting ready shots of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And so that helps with time too. It totally did because if I didn't have that, it would have been a really big time crunch. Uh, there were specific dress photos that this bride wanted as well, uh, like in the entryway of this massive church. And so, um, it definitely helps. And I will also say this, this isn't in the timeline, but if you have a Catholic wedding, you are almost, Oh, I, I feel pretty comfortable saying like you should <laughs> yes. you should probably have a second shooter yes. uh, for a few reasons. Some churches don't allow you to move at all. There's one specific church here in, in yeah. Wichita that I'm thinking of that they give you a map of three different places that you can stand and you can't move around. Uh, and so whenever Lara and I shoot there, I position her in one spot, give her multiple different lenses to capture, you know, close up wide dangle, all that stuff. And then I, I plop down in another spot. Uh, but then the other thing with Catholic weddings is that there's normally lots of travel, lots of locations, and it really does help to have that second person. Yeah. And sometimes too, like people who do have like a lot of travel and they end up getting a party bus for their people. Mm -hmm. And like with photographers, like if we, we have to drive to another location. So like, if you want party bus photos, like one of the photographers can, stay on the bus while the other photographer drives the car to yeah to because the that's reception video. that's kind of a really sucky thing when it's like oh crap i gotta like uber or i gotta yeah like, like we got figure this out to the reception and the party bus but how are we gonna get back how to are we gonna car? get back to our vehicle 30 minutes away yeah so yeah, yeah i definitely think that's that's an instance when two separate locations it's very helpful to have two photographers Third reason I would say would be that it's worth it to have a second shooter is if your venue is very large and spread out, you should probably have a second photographer. And so there's just venues that are really, really big that cover lots of acreage. uh, And and not only that, like from having extra time to like get to places and things like that, but people, when a venue is really big, people tend to spread out quite a bit and cover the whole landscape of a place. I recently shot an event uh, that was like this to where it was just me. There was 400 guests and this wasn't a wedding. This was like, I, this was something I did for a nonprofit here in town. Um, but it was 
There was three separate hangout areas. Two were indoors in massive spaces, and one was outside with a large band and a bar. And it was really hard for me. I captured so many candids, but I also missed out on so much stuff because I was just spread too thin, and I really did need that second person there. So if your venue is large and spread out, and people are constantly going to be having to... um, like you're just going to have to be moving around a lot and something like that. Another aspect of this is how many times have I sent you to go grab the bouquet or so many times the veil or something just like random things like that or even like a bride needs like one time it was like socks or something. Yeah, that like, was just recently. Yeah, yep. it's just like it it happens often like where yeah. Yeah, where it seems like it would interrupt the... I mean, it would completely interrupt the photos if they had to leave to go get whatever they needed or if you had to. Um, Yeah. And I can literally just run and go get it. (laughs) Yeah, and this... I'm actually going to skip ahead to the next one. So that was the third reason. If your venue's larger spread out, you probably should have a second photographer. Yeah. And and then we're already getting into the next point that that we have is that you... And this was the last point, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now since we're just there. But... You have an extra person there to provide you with support that you might not even know that you need. And so this is one of those examples of like, I can't tell you how many times you've helped a bride bride bustle her dress. You've helped apply makeup. You've helped apply lashes. You've helped. And uh, that might be exclusive to me. (laughs) Right, right. But But I mean, I can like, I can even, uh, there's an instance Here were Justin at a wedding. So Ashley's husband uh, actually took the flowers and put them on the cake and arranged them. And so he played cake decor person. Like it just, it's not uncommon for your second shooter to, to do things and provide support, not just for your wedding photographer, but for you on your wedding day in ways that you never would have even thought. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that, that's something that, that happens all the time. I mean, you've even, you've even blended tan lines on <laughs> yes. the back of people's backs yeah. because their their bra lines or their tan yeah. lines were like you know stuff yes. was going on there and like so. fixed hair and veils and hair pieces just and this last wedding that I've we shot taken off shoes and put on socks and tied other shoes and like a really good <laughs> a really good second shooter is someone who is willing to put their ego aside and just do whatever they need to do to serve the couple and the photographer. Yeah, like I'll grab drinks for them a lot of times. Yeah, you've grabbed like, like hey, are you thirsty? Do you need water? Can yeah. I get you something? And and I, I think that that's, I don't think that's exclusive to us. I mean, yeah. it, it I really does take someone. I was thinking more about the lashes, but. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that that is for sure. You know, maybe I mean, there's if there's other photographers that can apply a strip lash in 30 seconds, then right on. But <laughs> then good on you. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's something that I think that it really takes someone who's who's able to swallow their eagle, eagle, <laughs> their ego yeah. and be humble to like yeah. position themselves to, to be OK with that. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff. They're not worried about building their own portfolio. They're yeah, truly sure. there to serve. Yeah. Like and I and I really do think about that. Like I just. Like, obviously, I'm there to take extra photos, like, get the moments that the lead can't. But I'm also there to step up in moments when someone's needed. Like, there's been times where I help people, you know, do the grand entrance or walk down the aisle. Like Yeah, you've cued people, like, okay, walk now. Yeah, that kind of thing. And um, so, 
yeah, ideally there's like a coordinator or some other person there for in that moment, but um, sometimes there's not. And so I end up being that person. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think that there are a lot of photographers out there, a, a large majority of photographers truly do want to serve you on your wedding day as best as they can. And it's really important that, you know, the second shooter that they have is also that way as, as well. They're willing mm-hmm. to serve. So I can't highlight that enough. I think that this is actually one of the things that gets talked about the least, um, but they provide you with support that you don't even know that you need. And at the end of the night, I mean, it's common. I'd say if we're shooting 10 weddings out of eight of those weddings, maybe even nine of those weddings, the couple is looking at us at the end of the night and they're going, oh my gosh, you guys did so much more than photography. Like, we're so thankful for you. We can't believe just how much you served us and how much you helped us. And again, that's not bragging on us because I really do think that a a lot lot of yeah. A lot of photographers go above and beyond to do that that way. So it's one of the benefits. Pro, hiring a husband and wife team is even better. <laughs> are we going to brag on ourselves? I, well, not <laughs> just me, but I know there's amazing husband and wife yeah. teams here. I'm thinking of Tim and Lizzie who were on the podcast yeah. before. They're an amazing husband and wife team. There's there's seven or eight amazing husband and wife teams here uh, yeah. in the city that are that are so, so great at what they do. Um, and we know Alex and Tate and, yeah. and there's all, there's all sorts of people it that are, nice. that are really great. So pro tip, if you can get a husband and wife team, that's even better because they've been there. They've been in your shoes. They know exactly what you're going through. For sure. So here's the last one, last tip that we have last bang for your buck as to why you should get uh, a second shooter is you have more flexibility to make up any time lost from running behind with a second shooter. So Let's say hair and makeup is running behind, and because of that, the dress uh, is is also like, I don't know, there's an issue with the dress, it needs to be steamed, and let's say the flowers are running late, and then and then uh, mom also was the last one to get her makeup done, so she can't help you get into your dress because she was the last one to get her makeup done, she's not ready yet, and somehow, some way, you find yourself an hour and a half behind schedule. Yeah. It happens. It's not uncommon. <laughs> and and again, it's all it's it's these little things that happen that kind of compound that yeah. where things get they just you just get behind. It's no one's fault. It's just a lot of times it's just it's life. It just happens. Stuff happens. Um but with that being said, when you have a second shooter, when that happens in most cases, and let's say you had an hour planned for a wedding party and then bride and bridesmaids and groom and groomsmen uh, main photographer is going to get everyone together. They're going to knock out. And when you had an hour and now you only have 15 minutes, it's still doable. Yeah. You can still do it. If you have two photographers, you do a breakout. Now you are going to have less photos unless there is an effort that's made later on in the day. It's going to be very quick, but you can do five minutes or even two or three minutes with full wedding party. Uh, and that's just a, a smile. Look at the camera. Let's do something fun. Let's do something else. That's a little more relaxed. Now, one of the photographers is going to work with the guys, the bride and bridesmaids, uh, or the groom and groomsmen, and then the other photographer is going to work with the bride and bridesmaids, and they're going to get some some photos of them. They're going to get individuals of them. Each each person's going to get a photo with the bride and gr- with the bride. Like that's just how it's going to work. But you can knock it out because you have two people, and yeah. where you would only have, you know. Five minutes total. If you were going to split it up, now you have ten minutes with each with each of those, because right. it's being split. And then, and then even when they come back together for bride and groom, like 
since you have that additional angle from your second shooter, now you have not always double, but (laughs) you have the potential for, you know. Yeah, man. There's been times where we thought we were going to have 20 20 minutes to work with the bride and groom, and we only had five. Yeah. I remember there's one instance specifically at a venue here in town with Dallas and Chase's wedding. And uh, we had 10 minutes. That was an intense day. Oh, my God. That was loud. I just dropped something. (laughs) Um, We had 10 minutes to take photos when we were going to have 20 or 30 at sunset. And it took two minutes to walk to the spot that we were going to get to and then two minutes to walk back. So we only had six minutes. And no one would have ever known that we only had six minutes to do bride and groom photos because you were also able to get those close-up shots while I got the wide shots and and it doubles what you can do. So it's a yeah. a second shooter's a really good fail safe if it you're is. worried about getting behind on schedule at all. It yeah. really really helps out a ton. Yeah, for sure. So, let's you have anything else you want to add about second shooters? A good reason why to hire someone? If you don't have anything, that's fine. No, I think I think that was all all good things. All good things, yeah. So here's when to hire only one wedding photographer. So solo wedding photographer. I'm going to rapid fire through these because I don't want to keep you long. I know you're ready to get to your weekend. But number one, you're planning an elopement or an intimate wedding in a small place. Photographers would just wind up getting in each other's shots because the venue is so small. Uh, do you remember at um, – I don't know that you ever shot in this room with me, but there was a room at Noah's that was so small. There was not even a side aisle. There was only a center aisle. And to have two photographers in that room would have been absolutely bananas. Was that like in the middle? No, no, no. It wasn't in the middle. It was off to the side. But if you have a space that can only fit like 30 people, 40 people, you really don't need – you know, two photographers that are just going to be tripping over each other all the time. So if you're planning an elopement, you're going off into the mountains, you probably don't need a second photographer. Yeah. If you're planning an intimate wedding, think small space, backyard. Micro weddings. Micro weddings. You don't need a second photographer. Um, second, second reason you only need one. You have a really small guest list and a wedding party or you don't even have a wedding party. So I will say this. I'm perfectly, and I think most photographers that are solo, rolling solo, are perfectly capable of rounding up immediate family for your immediate family for your family formals uh, on their own. But if you have 300 guests, 50 cousins, 20 bridesmaids, like yeah. it would be really, really good to have a second photographer there. But if you're having a small wedding, again, 50 people, guest max. Maybe uh, you only have one or two bridesmaids, groomsmen. Probably don't need a second photographer. Yeah. Last one. Everything is happening in one location. So think of, of spaces where the bride and groom are getting ready on the same site as the ceremony and reception. So think vineyards like Prairie Hill out here is like that. Plantation yeah. houses, beaches often fall into this category, these kinds of places everything's happening in one spot everything's really condensed you don't really need to do any traveling um now again this kind of goes a different direction where you need one if you have a huge wedding party big guest list that kind of thing yeah or even like um probably a shorter time frame too like if you booked like if you wanted it in six hours you probably would want a second shooter still so i recently had a couple who uh the bride was going to book eight hours 
And we actually, that was the plan. That's the contract that we went with was eight hours. And then we ended up doing our timeline and we ended up talking about things. And, and she honestly was only going to need four hours and she wasn't going to even yeah. need a second shooter too. And it was in that it's instance wild. where I advised <laughs> her like, Hey, with what you guys are doing and the way that you're doing this, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't need a second shooter and you honestly don't need me for eight hours. And, and so there are instances when you don't need a second shooter. I think, a lot of those instances, like if I had to give them a a, a percentage, it's probably 80-20. 80% of the time, most people need a photographer. 20% of the time, uh, they, they only need one, not two. Yeah, and I think it's good just to, if you're questioning, to even just ask your lead photographer and see what they would recommend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ask them what they think. And, um, man, that's all we got for you guys. Yeah. Be sure to let us know if you miss Ashley. I'm sure you do. Yes. I miss her. It's been of a minute since we've talked. and uh, But I will say, it's been really, really cool having you on the podcast. So I hope it's that you... It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. When you're able to get a word in, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to our life. That's yes. Our Literally, life all, the time. all the time. You're used to it. I am. So... Uh, if you guys have enjoyed having Lara on the podcast, shoot, let us know. Shoot us a message. I hope you guys have enjoyed having her on. She's yeah. a super amazing person. And uh, we'll be bringing you an episode next Monday. So we'll talk to you guys real soon. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. We're going to get back to posting on TikTok here real soon. And uh, be sure to join the Facebook group. We preach this every single week. There is a community that is growing. And uh, we need you to be a part of it. We need you to share your input, to share your wins to share your struggles and, and and engage in conversation so the link to that is in the show notes we hope that you'll join us and we'll talk to you guys real soon bye bye